Welcome to Rising Stars, where Miriam Knight, publisher of New Consciousness Review, interviews exciting new voices in the world of progressive and transformational books, films, and ideas who offer intriguing perspectives on life, the universe, and everything in between. Join us as we celebrate the conscious awakening and explore many expressions of consciousness in action. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rising Stars Show, where we celebrate some of the best writers you may not have heard about yet. I'm Miriam Knight, the publisher of New Consciousness Review, a website and magazine where we review many of the books and films contributing to the global shift in consciousness. With the pace of awakening speeding up here on Rising Stars, I will be introducing you to two or three of these authors each show. I think you'll find their perspectives intriguing, and they might add a few pieces to the puzzle of who we are and all we can become. My first guest today is Janai Grandma Boom Mestrovich. Her 40-year pioneering advocacy in self-help includes creating different learning techniques and innovative holistic education programs to empower children. She produced award-winning television and educational self-help programs and has authored seven books. She writes for three publications, speaks, trains, and coaches internationally, including the health division at the American Embassy in Peru. And she, her honors include being the rural spokesperson for the Surgeon General's Children's Mental Health Conference. She's an editorial board appointee for Rosalind Carter's Institute. She has been Miss Hospitality of Kansas, and she is a watermelon seed spitting champion, as well as being an absolutely outrageous grandmother. Janai was an instructor at the University of Oregon for over two decades, and I am pleased to welcome her to the show. Hi, Janai. Hi, Miriam. It's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you so much. Tell me why you are so excited about teaching kids and, and developing things like 3D learning. Is this something anyone can do? Absolutely. And that's what's so exciting about it because it's an everyday, every person kind of thing that can happen if we take the time to do it. And we're tapping our own creativity when we help children in this way. And the reason I'm doing this is that, um, in, you know, in my self-help memoir, The Grandma Boom Chronicles, More Alive at 65, I talk about a lot of the things that happened to me as a child and how I had to really struggle and learn how to survive and be positive and transform those things. Well, in my aging process uh, throughout the last four decades, what I have done is try to find ways that would help children connect all the dots inside themselves, how the mind, body, and emotions work together, and doing it in a fun way and with 3D learning seems to really get, it, get the job done very quickly where they accelerate in their learning about themselves and their inner world and their own inner resources, and it helps them to connect to others in a more meaningful way, feeling more like a whole person. I mean, this is all really about human potential. That's what the consciousness shift is about, shifting more into our human potential. So to give an example, um, if I were going to tell a child that, you know, it's not a good choice to lie when we don't tell the truth, you know, that, that's, that's a bad choice. 
Well, that may be something they relate to or not, but if I hand them an aluminum ball that I've created out of aluminum foil that's recycled and I stick toothpicks in it and it looks like a little Sputnik, then when I hold that, I can feel this creepy feeling inside my body. And I hand this to the child. The child automatically understands what the lie looks and feels like inside her or himself. So I'm using things in the world around us to get children to tune into the world inside them and understand that the mind, body, emotions, and breathing are always working together so we can listen to those signals, increase our awareness, and then we have more choices in terms of self-care and self-control, which creates self-confidence. And that's really what my book about uh, book is about, the Super Kid Power Guidebook. It helps adults, parents, teachers, grandparents, daycare people, how to know how to do this in lots of different activities and why it's important over 52 different concepts. So does that give you an idea in terms of answering your question, Miriam? <laughs> yeah, I can see why you are uh, such a beloved grandma, because you kind of get into the mind of the child, into the spirit of the child, and you work from inside rather than trying to impose an adult's idea of what they should be learning on top of them. How, which is absolutely fantastic. How does um, the focus on the inner world resources empower children? If we are, that's a great question. Thank you. If we go around in the world and we have, I'm going to use some 3D learning right now, and we have basic confusion. I'm going to make the sound of confusion. See where you can feel that, where it triggers a sensation inside you. Here's the sound of confusion. Did you get a feeling of that, William? Um, I did. And I, I think you probably have your speakerphone on, uh, Janai. So after giving us your sound track, um, can you go right back onto your um, handset because we're getting an echo? Sure, or I can have the, actually I wasn't on speaker, Um, I can hold the the phone farther away from what I'm doing. But um, So where did you feel that inside, Miriam? The confusion, where does it lodge inside your body? Sort of in the gut, I would say. Okay, so when you have that sensation that comes up, if if you're not aware that that's there, then you may continue in your confusion for quite a while and build a lot of stress in your body. Now, if you have awareness that that's where it hits is in your stomach and you and with your thoughts you go, oh, I'm aware that I'm feeling confused. I feel it in, in my tummy and I'm having confused thoughts. You have a choice of being able to do something about that rather than being ignorant and lost in what's going on and unconscious. And again, that goes back to our human potential shift into evolving our consciousness. To become more aware, we have more choices. And so by empowering children with their own resources internally, no matter where they go, what they do, and here's the most important point, whatever the circumstances are that are around them, they always have a choice internally of how they manage themselves, even though they may not be able to control external circumstances. That is empowerment. 
because then we don't always feel like we're victims. We don't have to be lost in blame. And we don't have to always be looking outside us for the answers. The answers are inside us. And connecting with the outer world in a way where we know ourselves, think of all the, the spiritual philosophies, know thyself. What does that really mean? That's where I'm going with children mm-hmm. to empower them. You know, with all of the um, uh, stresses on children now, one of the biggest ones is bullying. Does this work have any impact on bullying tendencies? Yes, it does. And again, um, you know, what I'll, I'll reinforce is that a lot of things need to be reinforced. Sometimes it's not just a one-shot uh, lesson or experience, and my stuff is very fun and very experiential. I will give you a story of um, a third grader who was in a class where I was doing regular programming with uh, K-3. through I was funded for several years, and I was teaching them about saying no to negative peer pressure. The way I did that was I put a rope that, uh, around uh, like the shoulders and the back of the person, and I did this to, with each student in each class. And then I pull on it, so it's pulling them towards me, and I'm saying things like, you don't need to do your homework. If you do, then I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And I'm pulling on them so they can see and feel what that pressure, that negativity and that bullying is. So then we practice taking a slow deep breath for inner calm, to breathe, think, and make a good choice, which is one of my marching jingles with preschool children. Mm-hmm. And then the, the boy, uh, in this case, was able to take his deep breath, let go, just step out of the rope and not struggle with that bullying and that pressure anymore. Well, the next week, when we shared our success stories, what he said was, after school, there are... Um, well, there was a, a certain boy that his friends really wanted to beat up. And he was kind of the ringleader of this and would go along with that when they normally would, want, would pressure him. And after that lesson that day, something clicked. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And the others followed suit. They did not beat up the classmate. And he decided he didn't want to do that anymore, period. So the ringleader of a little bullying group actually felt what, what it was like to be bullied and to be, have negative peer pressure because he could see and feel it with 3D learning, and it changed his life that day. That is an absolutely amazing story. Uh, Thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm so touched by, by what happens with these children with these skills that um, I can't forsake the work. That's why I've been doing it for 40 years. And uh, there's another story I would love to share, actually a couple. There's a little girl named Crystal. She was in kindergarten, and she was sharing her success story about taking deep breaths and releasing tension one week, um, five years old. She was almost six. And she said, I have a success story, Janai. On the weekend, our house burnt down. It was actually an apartment, and it was, um, she had a single mom, two children. It burnt down. And she said, the firemen let us go back in when everything got cold again. And she said, oh, this is just really, it's like, oh, I just wanted to cry when she told me this. As she told the whole class, actually. She said, before I went in, I knew 
I needed to take a deep breath to help myself. Oh, that is so sweet. Well, listen, we have to take a little break now, but then we will be right back with Janai Mestrovich, a.k.a. Grandma Boom. Bringing you the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio, your conscious lifestyle on steroids. Know what to do, just can't figure out how to fit it all into your busy life? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Ellen Baysberg from Seamless Life. Join me every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Om Times Radio and learn the how of conscious living. Let me and my guests help make your life seamless. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Ohm Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization. Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Ohm Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth radio is conscious living for your soul every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Feed your soul with waves of consciousness on Ohm Times Radio. Well, we are back with Janai Mestrovich, a.k.a. Grandma Boom, talking about the wonderful approach that she has developed, approaches, I should say, that she has developed to teaching kids. Um, Janai, what do you envision for children and education regarding your work? Well, the ideal vision, Miriam, is that all children entering the school system would be exposed to their inner, their own inner world, or even before, I love doing this at the preschool level, and uh, be able to be on the same page. If you think about um, one child learning how to be more conscious and use their inner resources, just imagine what it would be like in a community with all schools, a county, a state, a country, globally, all children at the, the preschool and kindergarten age begin learning about these skills, we would see such major transformation on our planet that it would take our breath away. We are leaving children's inner world out, and it's the inner resources that are the most important right now so that we can make wise choices and live in a peaceful way because we understand what it means. So just you know, picture that there's a lot of of energy on the planet right now with children. There's a, there are a lot of children on the planet. 
and not paying attention and putting them as priority to help them with these skills means that we are wasting human resources. And that means we will continue along in the vein that we have been where we are a bit lost and making a mess of some things, even though many are trying to help this, and I applaud that. We have to bring children onto our bandwagon to save the planet in a healthy way. So that's what I envision. I, I have uh, lots of ideas about how that can happen, and um, yet it needs uh, networking, connections, funding. Uh, it needs uh, so many things, and I won't give up on it. I've been doing it for 40 years, and I will keep plugging away until this body is no more. <laughs> well, Janai, if somebody wants to learn more about your work and perhaps support it, um, how would they contact you? Uh, they can go through www dot grandma boom that's g r a n d m a b o o m dot com and uh they can email me through there and i can get back in touch with them and i would right away believe me um one of the things i'd like to toss out another example of something i did last week with a group of actually 2 year olds and then 3 through 5 year olds at a daycare i wanted to help them start understanding about pain we all have pain as human beings, and yet, how do we use it as a resource? Well, I, I uh, became an ouch, an, an owie. I put a big thing over me that looked like a big owie, and I spoke as the owie, saying, Oh, oh, when you keep tensing up and, and saying, Ouch, 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 I feel worse. I need your help. Can you take a deep breath and get calm because... When you do, I can feel better faster, and I won't hurt as long. So you can see, by doing it this way, Miriam, something clicks for them. They've never heard an owie talk to them, (laughs) and they never really understood anything except being lost in the ouch, 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 which actually most adults do too. I've gone beyond that with my own human potential, and I've had bunion surgery, also um, three teeth pulled and three implants screwed into my jaws, all without any, uh, any medication before, during, or after. I use my mind-body skills. And I'm not saying that anybody else needs to do it that way. I think we need to find our own keys to our own human potential. But I do have some basic foundation keys, and that's in this work with the inner world and young children. Uh, There's another example I would love to give in terms of switching gears. We are lost in chronic levels of stress and tension on our planet today. Children will absorb whatever they are around. And I think anybody that knows children knows that fact. So I make little steering wheels out of paper plates with smiley faces on the top and big X's on the bottom. And so we run around being really crazy tense and making sounds like, and going really fast and, and not paying attention when we've got the X's up. And then we stop and take slow, deep breaths. And we turn our steering wheels to the calm, smiley faces. And then we steer ourselves in calm, gentle ways. They understand what switching gears means when Mm -hmm. they do it in this way with whole body learning. Wow. Now, you have a book called The Super Kid 
Power Guidebook. How can that book um, help parents and teachers? It is an amazing book that I've had incredibly wonderful feedback uh, from uh, lots of teachers, parents, um, and other adults who work with children because there are 52 concepts. So, for example, if you're having something go on with a child who is jealous, then you can just turn to the jealous section because I have all the emotions in here separately. And there is a body outline where the child can, can make an X or color where the jealous tension is felt inside to begin that inner awareness and what they are doing to themselves with being jealous, learning what that means and what they can do for themselves. There are activities. There are uh, ways to see if the child has really comprehended the lesson, uh, ways to come back to reinforce the learning cycle. Um, there's there's a, a whole little section on why the that, that concept like jealousy is important to cover with children instead of leaving it in the unconscious realm. We cannot shift our consciousness without the children, and they have to become more conscious. When we do it in a fun way, they gain confidence right away, and they want to learn more. And what I would say to anyone listening who is interested in doing this, do it in the fun way before the crisis arises or the situation with jealousy or anger or sadness or fear or um, anxiety or managing stress. Because the child will not respond if you try to do this initially during the experience that is difficult. They are not open at that time. They are open when they are having fun and doing this with you. There's lots of things to talk about and do with the children. So you're on the same page. And they love that. There Mm -hmm. are two things showing up in research right now saying that they are the major problems with children going into the school system. One is that children do not know, um, most children do not know how to solve everyday problems. They can't do problem solving. The second thing is they do not feel connected to others. And so they're not feeling connected inside themselves. This book will help accomplish all of those things. And it's wonderful because you enhance the relationship with the child while you're doing it. You made a really interesting comment earlier about children absorbing uh, attention and negativity from around them, including from their parents and their teachers and their peers and and, and the news and, you know, and, and video games and so on. And they're really bombarded by all this negativity. So um, anything that can help them access and, and control their own emotional intelligence, I think, is a fantastic tool. Um I assume that your work helps with uh, accessing their emotional intelligence. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. In fact, let me do a little. I'll try to keep the phone away from the drop. Just, just here's, remember here's, that we don't, we're we're on our. You know, we've only got three more minutes. Okay. No, I'll do this really quick. Okay. So, say a child uh, doesn't know where they feel sadness inside, and they they just don't understand. They only know if they're crying, and so I can use a drum and say. Oh, is this a sad song? And the child will say, no, that sounds happy. Well, where do you feel happy inside? And they'll point to their stomach or their heart or their shoulder or whatever. And they'll say, well, what's a sad song? 
they'll take the drumstick and they'll go. Because they know. They can hear it and they can feel it. So that's one of the ways I start with emotional intelligence and go through all the emotions with drumming, and they create the songs. And then you can make a little chart with different faces and just have them point to how they feel. Have them color it. Oh, my word, color what fear looks like, and then show them that that's what's inside them when they're afraid. How can they change that? What color do they want to change it to? I am so loaded with ideas that you know, we can't cover in an hour, Miriam. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my goodness. What are the resources on your website that uh, listeners can access, uh, you know, who, who have to work with children? I, I guess parents and teachers and really almost anyone. Grandparents? Oh, I have a ton of stuff. Um, there is a great blog with different categories of things they might be interested in. And also there are published articles. And then scan through and see what books are there. Plus, click on story time. There are two to three minute little stories where I'm dressed in costume, of course. And I relay a story that has a message, a skill, a lesson. And children can watch that directly. It's free. There's also a television pilot called Rainbow Magic. It has a bunch of skills. I'm hosting it with other children. There's visual aids and special graphics. That's on the homepage, free for viewing, 15 minutes, and you can just get a bunch of stuff right away to start with. When children watch this stuff, they enjoy it. So they're having fun, and you get some ideas as an adult of things you can do for yourself and a language system you could start using with children. So head to www.grandmaboom.com and enjoy, and look at all the books that you can get on Amazon. I, I love these books and what they do for children, and I love the feedback. And your own books, are give us some titles again. Okay, we've got Being Calm, that's a story coloring book about a bee that needs to get relaxed. We've got Super Kid Saves the Day with a bunch of different stories and skills that are relayed. Super Kid Camp gives respect to all different cultures and that children of all cultures have the same kinds of challenges to go through. We've got Dragonella, who learns that she, as a child, can do things to help others. She doesn't have to wait until she's an adult. And we've got the Grandma Boom Chronicles More Alive at 65. We've got the Super Kid Power Guidebook that has all those 52 concepts. There's just there's a wealth of information. It's all been tested over four decades. So I hope people go there and just play at the, the website. <laughs> Have a good time. Janai <laughs> Mestrovich, you are indeed an outrageous grandmother, and my wish is that every kid could have a grandma like you. And they can Thank if you. they go to grandmaboom.com. <laughs> Janai. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an absolute delight. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Marion, for doing all you are doing. You are wonderful. (laughs) Bye-bye. And stay tuned to be back with our next guest. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. What if living didn't have to be so serious? What if you could move beyond your problems with greater confidence and ease than you've ever imagined? Throw your labels out the window 
and join the irreverent therapist for practical tips and a very different way of approaching the changes you would like to create. Marilyn Bradford and Pam Hodling have empowered hundreds of people to come out of self-judgment, quit looking to experts, and begin to create the lives they desire. Join us Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on The Irreverent Therapist Show. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Ohm Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.ohmtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business. Dr. Kevin here. And I want to invite you every Thursday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, to join me on The Dr. Kevin Show, where we have a diversity of guests who help you step outside the box, behind the curtain, and see what a load of crap is going on in the world today, so you have more information with which to make better decisions. We'll see you there. Namaste. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. And we are back with our next guest, Diane Wing. Now, Diane wants to live in a world where people feel inspired, create their ideal future, and experience a sense of wonder at everyday magic. She is the author of three modern Gothic novels and two enlightening nonfiction books, including The True Nature of Energy, Transforming Anxiety into Tranquility. Diane is a radio host and founder of Wing Academy of Unfoldment, a virtual center for applied metaphysics and personal development. And her philosophy for getting unstuck and feeling great about life is let go be grateful, stay open, and see the magic. Diane, you said the magic word as far as I'm concerned. I love magic. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you know, I remember reading uh, years ago in one of the uh, Seth books by Jane Addams, where the um, Oversoul 7 uh, is told by her counselor that, you know, my dear, the world is magic, and I totally believe it. So tell oh, me tell me about your book. It's called The True Nature of Energy, that it helps people become more energetically aware. So why is this important? Because so many times we view the world emotionally or mentally, and that creates a lot of drama, anxiety, fear. But when you look at the world energetically, it takes away all of that and it gives you a much more objective perspective so that if you, for example, look at a, a relationship and how the energy is moving between you as opposed to he said this and that hurt me and all those kinds of things, looking at it energetically, you know, he may be coming toward you with some fears of his own, but you can't see that until you 
understand the energy with which the words are coming at you from. You know what I mean? Well, uh, are you talking about developing your intuition so that you can you can see energy, or is this something that can be done more on the surface? It can be done both ways. I believe developing your intuition is key, but energetic awareness, everybody understands energy. If you walk into a room and it feels funny, you just don't like being there and you want to leave, that's energetic awareness. But a lot of times we push it aside. Mm -hmm. We don't really trust it because that can't be right. There's nothing here that I'm seeing that is telling me that this is a bad place. But something doesn't feel right. And we have to start really learning to trust that and and looking at the world energetically. If you meet somebody and you either like that person immediately or something is just off, Mm -hmm. you're seeing them energetically. And everybody has a story about this. Oh, absolutely. So what is inner magic? Inner magic is our unique ability and gifts and also our intuitive awareness. So every single person on the planet is intuitive. And I know that some people are like, well, I don't think that I am because I'm not a psychic. And I'm using, you know, air quotes Mm -hmm. around psych. Mm -hmm. But everybody has their unique way of getting information intuitively. And it's just a matter of identifying how. And what types of energy and information you may be picking up. So some people are good at understanding the feelings of others. That would be their empathic awareness. Or at the same time, empaths might might feel physical pain of other people. This is a part of your your natural gift, your intuitive ability, your unique inner magic. Um, it's also the gifts that you have and our gifts sometimes we push to the side because we think it has to be hard where it's the thing that comes most easily to you out of everything that you can do it comes naturally it comes easily and this is your true magical gift mm-hmm. that you are that you need to bring to the world and now, a lot of th- go ahead uh, I was just going to say, I know that um, people express these gifts in different ways. Some people are more visual, some more auditory, and so on. Um, how, do, how do people get to know what type of intuitive ability they have? It's really important to track it. So if you keep an intuition journal and say a thought floats into your mind, And you're like, okay, I don't know where that came from, but I'm going to write it down. And then when it gets validated, because it it inevitably will get validated, you know, I should have made a right instead of a left. (laughs) And and then you kick yourself afterwards, yeah. That's right, exactly, exactly. So every time you validate the message, whether it comes to you as a thought or as a feeling, Um, Or, you know, some people have, um, they get a hit in their body. Like uh, I know a woman whose elbow starts to ache when something's about to happen that she has to pay attention to. Hmm. So it can be really odd. Don't think that it's got to be something um, normal. And 
And just by paying attention to this and, and, and kind of trusting it, is that the way that you can actually develop it and, and, and make it more useful? Definitely. I think in, in intuitive development, self-trust is the hardest part of the task. Most people really just don't trust themselves. They don't trust the message and they start looking for external cues in the environment or the advice of other people rather than hearing those intuitive messages that are so accurate. Mm-hmm. And your does your academy actually teach intuition? It's it's called the Wing Academy of Unfoldment. Is 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 unfolding part of this uh, process? It is because the more old stuff you hold on to, the harder it is for these messages to come through. So part of the unfoldment process is letting go of the old and allowing fresh energy to come in while you're understanding the patterns of your life that no longer serve you, that it's time to break. So every time you unfold and you let go of something, the next thing pops up to the surface and then we have to deal with that and let that go. And each time we do that, each time we clear a layer, we get much more in tune with our natural gifts and our deeper intuitive sense. Is a lot of the residue that we're feeling, um, could it be from past lives or is it mostly kind of accumulated in this life? It could be past lives, but with the majority of people that I work with, it tends to be patterns from this present lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we set ourselves up from past lives, don't we? We, we choose what challenges we're going to face in this life. And so that accumulation in this life has been set up by our soul mm-hmm. to help us understand and grow. So what kinds of things do you teach in the Wing Academy? I teach intuitive development. I teach psychic self-defense where you can shield yourself from negativity because Lord knows we run into enough of that throughout the day. Um, I teach tarot and astrology. So all kinds of tools to help you find out the best way for you to pull in information for each individual and the way that they, they can do it. Um, Also, I do teach energetic awareness. There's a course based on my book, The True Nature of Energy. And uh, I also teach writing classes because I think it's really important to be able to express yourself and express the things that you're going through. And whether you're planning to actually publish something or not, the writing can be very cathartic. Oh, that's interesting. And this is regular writing rather than automatic writing. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very. People have a lot of ideas in their in their head, and they just can't. It, it, they find it very difficult to bring it forward. Right, right. Um, getting back to your book, The True Nature of Energy, um, it's such a fascinating topic. Uh, your tagline is transforming anxiety into tranquility. Um, can you give us a kind of a quick tip on how to do that? Well, I would say the best quick tip is using your four-part inner guidance system. So when something happens and you're feeling doubtful, you're feeling 
fearful go into this way of understanding what's happening. So the first would be your um, emotional body. How are you really feeling in this moment? And what do you think is driving that? Go to your your thoughts. What thoughts pop up when something happens? Um, or do you go right into anxiety mode? Do you go right into fear mode? All those negative thoughts that can crop up and make sure that you stop those. The physical, you might feel like your shoulders are heavy, your stomach gets tight, your, your heart starts to pound. Um, or you might feel butterflies in your stomach and you might feel very light when something happens. And then also the, the fourth part is the spiritual aspect where you can ask for a message and whether or not something is good for you or not so good to follow. Yeah, of course. The tricky part is listening to the answer. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so many people have said um, that when they got to the lowest point in their life, it was when they finally gave in and asked for help that help arrived. And so that's so important. So, um, Diane, what is your website? How do people find out more? They can go to wingacademy.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are lots of free articles on there. There are all kinds of radio broadcasts that you can get on demand about different topics. And um, you can find out about my services and uh, my products are on there and my books. My books are also available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. So you can look inside also so you can check it out without, you know, before you buy it and decide if it's, if it's right for you. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to touch the magic, magic with a K, uh, get Diane's book uh, or books, The True Nature of Energy, and go to Diane's website, uh, thewingacademy.com. Yes. Wingacademy.com. Great. Diane Wing, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And stay tuned, my friends. We'll be back with our last guest. Free your mind. Expand your soul. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. My name is Monica and I'm the host of Co-Creating Now. Give yourself an opportunity to connect with your all-knowing higher self and manifest joy, love and peace together every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Being a radio host on IOM-FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Om Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Om Times endeavor. Host your show with Om Times Radio Network. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. 
The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Join Elliot Jolish, the business therapist, each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the Elliot Jolish Hour as he interviews business experts on your behalf. And you're invited to email your business questions to questions at ecjgroup.com for answers live on air every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Elliot Jolish Hour. Your conscious lifestyle on steroids. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Welcome back. Uh, We have our next guest, Gary Smith. Now, Gary is a former sage trainer and avatar master, licensed wizard, former salon owner, carpenter, contractor, professional bowler, artist, writer, and currently the owner of Gary C. Smith Public Speaking and Training. He holds an MBA in public speaking and coaching speakers and offers a transformational goals workshop and a five-part series for curing probably one of the most important afflictions of this time, seriositis, using tools from 40-plus years of personal work. He is the author of How to Own the Stage, a method for creating congruence on stage when presenting yourself. Great skills. Gary, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thank you very much. I'm very impressed with my own own background. (laughs) It sounds better when somebody else says it, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, it does. That's why we all need each other so much. Now, Gary, the words in a speech are said to be only 7% of the impact, with the vocal tone being 38% and body language 55%. Now, how does your book create greater congruence for the speaker? Well, I've created a system in which where you stand on the stage impacts. It's a spatial sort of a sense. You have a number of different locations where you present different parts of your presentation. Of course, you're going to start out with a home base, which is where you're going to want to keep your notes, a glass of water, a place where you can come back to collect yourself. You're also going to have that spot where you move forward and you empower yourself. You will also have a spot where you're going to deal with the snipers, those people who have objections to what you have to say. Our friends who are in the sales business know this quite well. Also have a location for a choir when you want to echo your presence, your, your power statement in a sense, or you, and you want a third party to echo that, much like the Greeks choir was. And then you're going to have spots where you have your characters out. If you're doing a presentation and you're talking about how you learned something from mom and dad as you were growing up, you'd have a separate spot for mom and a separate spot for dad. Now, this works for both the audience And it also works for you as a speaker to know that when you're in these places, you're performing those roles. That character is in those places. I also like to put a little aside there, something that you're just kind of whispering to the back of the room, that special thing only for certain people there. So there's locations, and then you can use the choreography of how you get from one place to another, whether you're circling, whether you're using a diamond or a triangle, to choreograph the presentation so it becomes a greater art form than just the words. I would never have known that, Gary. That is so fascinating. Now, does this change the experience for the audience as well? Yes, it does. It creates congruence for them. There's not a confusion as to 
who's speaking now? Uh, this is powerful. They're coming at me with something. Or if you want to lessen the impact, backing away. So it keeps the audience much, much more involved than just listening to words. We have too many going on in the world. Wow. Now, you you had a lot of influences in your 40-plus years of work and in developing your methods, uh, apparently everything from Gurdjieff to NLP. Um, tell us about your teachers and how they influenced you. Well, first it was my mother. I was three years old, and I found this very small book, and I took it to my mother and showed it to her, and she said, that's a very important book. And she said, it's called the Bible, and you will read this, and you will learn about God and Adam and Eve and where everybody came from and how they had the first children, and they were the only people in the world. And then she said they got married, and where did the girls come from? And that just opened a part of my mind that said, keep asking questions. And you know, when you get into school, they, they give you a great rewards for having answers, but I found it was much more engaging to continue to ask questions. So I went through a what I call the Baby Masons program with the Demo Lake. <laughs> an, an idea that there was a bigger picture than maybe what the, the Presbyterians and the Baptists were telling me, and it actually seemed like a lot more fun to it there, too. They didn't have any bad things to tell us about what would happen to us if we didn't do the good things there. And then in college, I was there at the time of, it was the 60s, and a course at Portland State University taught by Dr. Warren Wilcox, which is was an early creative visualization program that he somehow thought that he would attract the right people if he called it hallucinogenic training. Well, <laughs> I said, well, I think I should take this. <laughs> And what it was is I became his assistant and we traveled the country and he hypnotized me and, and I performed various acts under hypnosis from him and I learned his techniques and then took those off into the schools in Portland, Oregon and taught what I called creative visualization at that time where a person could see their experience created in their mind, which now 40 years later is it's mainstream. You know, every golfer out there, every professional sports person uses those kind of techniques to improve their skills. Salespeople learn those skills. But I was still in college, and at that time, 1970, I don't think they really knew how to help people get better at what they were doing. So a group of us said, let's find a teacher. Let's find a teacher. And we were very fortunate, and we found Annie Lou Stavely, who had been Peter Brooks, the English director's uh, secretary. And she'd also spent 30 years studying the Gurdjieff work. And so we formed groups, and I stayed with that for seven years. And we learned an incredible amount of things, uh, sacred dance, uh, theater work. It was really quite a growth period. And it was also a time where I was fortunate to get a job with a friend who had just opened the Looking Glass bookstore in Portland, Oregon, and was given free reigns to order any and all books that I wanted to. So with such things as Be Here Now coming out, the Whole Earth Catalog, and a real need to understand who I was, ask the really big questions with the Gurdjieff work and the ability to order books, it just kind of grew there. And it became uh, who I was, not just a seeker, someone who could actually use the ideas and communicate those ideas, which is 
what my area of expertise became and why I came forth with the book, How to Own the Stage. It was a compilation of, of the Gurdjieff work, of my time with the Metalinguistic Institute in Portland and learning NLP and then moving to California to be with the Sage Corporation, do trainings with them, um, find out that there was more change going on in the 80s in the beauty industry than there was in the seminar business. I spent a number of years doing that and finally just got down to saying this what I need and what my passion is, is is speaking and in helping other people deliver a congruent powerful message because there's so much out there in the mainstream right now that can create such an impactful change for people so it starts really with knowing who you are and having a real grounding in your own sense of being and sense of of mission so you're teaching the techniques for how to package that and make that more powerful on the stage and in presentation. Is that fair to say? That is certainly fair to say. Uh, I enjoy that. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> yes. Go ahead and repeat that or call this number. Right now, operators are wait- waiting. Up. So you say that your book and your workshops, uh, which we, we haven't mentioned yet, but go ahead and mention, impact the healing of the planet and grow consciousness. Why do you say that? Well, unless you know who you are, somebody else is running your program. And if 95% of what we do as human beings is unconscious, if that's an individual, that's also a worldwide disease, in a sense. And what I determined after all the different workshops I've been through, I am a workshop junkie. I used to divide my time up as much as possible to be in those environments to finally come to a, a point of realizing the only change that's going to happen in the world is going to happen in our individual consciousness. If we raise that or lower that 95% to 94%, we have done a major, major piece of work. And that's what's been happening over the last 45, 50 years in the world. The workshops is set up in a fashion where we start out by learning to separate yourself from your behavior. It's what all good parents do. Love their children, you're a wonderful child, and do not hit your sister anymore. <laughs> the difference, simple difference between the behavior and the person. And once you're able to separate this from that, then you can start checking in with yourself. You can start looking at what your beliefs are, what your skills are, how you believe about life, what you believe about mom and dad. And even though they may have been passed away, we know they still live in our heads. My mother still says, never be late. (laughs) Not going to deal with that. But once you can start checking in with yourself and you start realizing that, you know, I want to be rich, but I don't like rich people. So it makes it tough to form a goal. I think one of the great challenges that the law of attraction offers is it's there in its purest form. And you're a four years old, your law of attraction works. But when you're like me, 67 years old, there's a whole bunch of other things going on at the same time. And that light that may attract what it is that you want is now like a stage light. And there's a yellow over it and a red over it and a green over it. And the purity of intention is gone. So our workshops are really about lining up what your belief systems are. So it's not necessarily changing ones that counteract each other. But when you shine the light of consciousness on it, you're able to make those choices and the decisions. Very cool. And what is uh, your website? How do people find out about your workshops? Uh, SeriousItis.com. <laughs> Spell that. S-E-R-I-O-U-S-I-T-I-S.com. 
So that's obviously inflammation of the funny bone. Yes, it is. Because what we've done as human beings, we're, we're born into fear. That's what happens right away. It was all safe in the womb. Everything was taken care of. Now we have no way of communication. Somebody slapped us in the butt. They put things in our eyes. We're hung upside down by our feet for a while. And we live in a pretty messy world for a few years there. It's, that fear is there all the time. Oh, dear. To get through that, we've locked it in, the trauma. You start thinking about fear and every fear that we've ever had. <gasps> okay, people. And lighten up. Yes, exactly. And go to Gary's website, which is SiriusItis.com. Gary Smith, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you, Miriam. And I hope you'll join me next week to meet more rising stars of the new consciousness. Dear friends, until then, shine brightly. We really need your light in the world.